Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. Happy Gravy Day, everyone. Got to be the best Christmas song ever, hasn't it? How to Make Gravy, Paul Kelly. You're on 1FM Live and Local. It is nine past eight. It is that time of the week that we catch up with council. And this week, Christmas week, is no different. Joining me this morning is the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Terry. Yeah, happy Gravy Day. Are you, yeah, do you no. know what I'm talking about, or are you too young? <laughs> I just giggled. That's me uh, awkwardly not knowing what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, that's your homework. But until we talk next time, look up, look up Gravy Day because it is today, December twenty-one. Gravy day. Okay, yep, yep. I'll, write that one. I'll, I'll have to take things on notice. So I'll, I'll, get I'll leave that one with you. Now, there's many, many things we could cover. You've uh, been pretty busy right up until the end, you and the rest of the council. Maybe if we start with council joining this new visitor economy partnership for the region. Yeah, so it has been a busy time and a good wrap up to the December council meeting. And obviously, you mentioned yeah, one of those was the partnership that we've uh, formed now with. Strathbogie Shire Council and Mitchell Shire Council. So it's obviously regarding uh, tourism and it's about making sure that we can collectively work together to, to bring people to our part of the state and when they do arrive here that they stay and really invest into our region and build that visitor economy. So it's not uncommon that we try and work with our surrounding municipalities and this one's been sort of in the pipeline for a little while now and looking forward to having this rolled out next year and, and making sure that when people leave, you know, predominantly Metro Melbourne and, and no doubt obviously travel from across other parts of the state, that when they either come to Greater Shepparton, that they're staying, they're spending money here and as well as uh, in our surrounding municipalities, the more people we can attract to this area, the better it is for our um, economy. So, yeah, excited to see what this brings us. Speaking regionally, you've been elected to chair Regional Cities Victoria. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that was uh, yeah something that was took place I think it was last week so yeah it's all sort of been happening this back end of the year and yeah really exciting opportunity to work along uh, the mayors from across you know 10 of the biggest uh, regional cities from Victoria so I was deputy chair this year so grateful for the opportunity to step up into the chair role and I'll be working alongside the mayor of uh, Bendigo Ingram Metcalf she's a great person and we've had a really good working relationship so yeah, excited to see what we can achieve uh, as a collective group. I mean, it's not uncommon that we have uh, a lot of similarities, obviously all being from regional Victoria. So we'll have our first um, <clears throat> planning meeting early next year. We come together uh, the early parts of February and plan ahead what we want to achieve for the year. So excited to see what opportunities are presented then. But yeah, looking forward to it. Do you feel like regional cities in Victoria are currently being neglected by our state and federal governments? Yeah, it would be fair to say that that would be the case. And that was something that we sort of highlighted briefly at our last meeting that, you know, right now where we've got to start positioning ourselves is, again, reinforcing the importance of regional Victoria. I mean, the cities that represent regional cities, uh, Vic, sort of make up nearly 800,000 people of our, the state's population. But, you know, it's the economic drive that comes out of the regions. I know, you know, I can speak predominantly about our region, but we've, we've got so many similarities to Mildura, Wodonga and other um, strong regional cities. And then included in that is, you know, Ballarat, Bendigo, Geelong, you know, Latrobe, Horsham, some really big, powerful cities within Victoria that sit in uh, the regional setting. So 
I think it would be fair to say that there is a lot of attention and investment going into Metro Melbourne. I can appreciate the government's position on why, but what needs to happen is that while you're doing that, you can't forget about what's happening in regional Victoria. And our um, planning day next year will be heavily based around ensuring that you know, the ministers are well aware of, you know, how important regional Victoria is. And in particular, the Premier of Victoria is from Bendigo. So she would know firsthand how important regional Victoria is. And, and that's the support we're looking for. So, look, like I said, a lot of similarities will come together early next year um, and make sure that our messaging is loud and clear. And, and again, reinforcing the importance of, you know, not only regional Victoria, but regional cities Victoria, that, that is a really good, strong advocacy body. So Council is once again hosting a trade stand at Asia Fruit Logistica in Hong Kong in 2024 in partnership with Fruit Growers Victoria. Does this mean you'll be winging your way to Hong Kong? I hope so. Yeah, that'd be the plan. I mean, we obviously got back not too long ago now and just sort of uh, obviously finalised the the brief or the, the report, I should say, on what took place. This year was a really good opportunity to get back uh, obviously, the last years have been a bit challenging. We were actually scheduled to go last year to Bangkok is where it was held, but we obviously pulled out because of the flood. So this year was our first opportunity to get back after a few years. It was a great opportunity to be back there with uh, Fruit Growers Victoria and working side by side with them. There was a number of growers and, and people connected to the hort sector that was there. I think we had nearly 25 representatives from Greater Chef that were there off their own bat, which was great. But for us to have a physical presence there just really reinforced uh, our commitment to showing not only Australia but the world that we are the food bowl of Australia and this is the great things that we're achieving here in our region and to offer a, a really you know, comfortable and inviting space for those that were there from Greater Shepherd and to meet with suppliers and, and other, other members from across the world. I mean, people that were coming to our stand just couldn't believe how committed we were and how, how great this is for people involved in our industry. So we wanted to uh, wrap up this year and, and more importantly, decide early uh, that we were going to go next year, which is what we're committed to doing. And now it gives the opportunity for us to seek uh, appropriate grants as well as Fruit Growers Victoria to get grants and, and really plan ahead what it looks like. We, we built a really good relationship with representatives from Invest Victoria there this year. And they're really keen for us to come over possibly a little bit early and do an exhibition of some sort in, in mainland China, which could be a really exciting opportunity. We know that's where we want to try and get a lot of our produce into. But because we were really proactive in being there this year, they were there and they were like, you know, this is great. Like, we can showcase brands connected to Australia, but to show a region, uh, you know, we don't get these opportunities often. So decision was made at the December meeting, which would normally take place the March or April meeting. We now have uh, plenty of time ahead to plan and, and determine what, what the best approach is for next year's um, expo. Uh, this year you have elected a new deputy mayor. Yeah, we did. Tuesday. So, yeah, like I said, a big day and an exciting day for Councillor Sam Spinks, who's been elected deputy mayor. I think it'll be a great opportunity for her. It's a good opportunity for the group. Obviously, Councillor Anthony Brophy did an exceptional job over the past two years. So, uh, for me, who works really closely with the deputy mayor, I can't thank him enough for the support he gave me. But more importantly, the support he gave the group. He's a great community representative. So Councillor Sam Spinks will step into the role now for, for the last year of our council term. It's hard to believe. We've nearly done four years already. So she's really excited for it. No doubt uh, we'll all get through this Christmas New Year break and, and come back with a real burst of energy to finish off our council term. So, yeah, looking forward to working with Sam. Another change is that you're saying goodbye to current CEO and later in January you'll be welcoming a new one. Yeah, so Peter Harriet officially finishes up with us 
uh, in just a bit over a week, and, and uh, I think we've all sort of publicly acknowledged uh, the commitment Peter has undertaken in his role as CEO of Greater Shepparton for the past eight years. I've had a really close working relationship with Peter, and you know we've personally worked through some big challenges, none bigger than the flood event last year. So uh, we obviously wish Peter all the very best in, in what's next for him, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll keep in contact and across you know cross paths with him uh, throughout you know his next journey. But uh, yeah, I mean more broadly, we, we can't thank Peter enough for the work and effort that he's put in as CEO. Uh, he's provided a really good um, sort of foundation now for us to build on, and, and we're excited to welcome Fiona Legassi, who will start uh, from mid-January. Why the change, Shane? Sorry, what was that? Why the change? Uh, why the change? I've outlined this a number of times, I think, even to you, that with, with the opportunity uh, to make decisions regarding your CEOs, that you know, there's contracts that the CEO are obviously signed up to, so... Peter Harriet's contract was coming out now at the end of this year and, and you sort of work back six months from there, which is where you can make a decision. And we felt that uh, Peter had done a, a great job here as CEO for the past eight years. So we felt that, you know, the eight-year mark was a good opportunity for us to, to test the market, see what's out there, see if there's anything else that can come forward and, and present, you know, something that's uh, possibly not here at the moment, a different vision and, and be able to work with councillors in, in what we want to see and achieve. And, yeah, it was just the timing of it, to be honest, Terry. I think, uh, you know, we can't dismiss the work Peter's done over the last eight years and we, we took the opportunity at this point to uh, re-advertise the position. You never know what you're going to find through that period of time. And we obviously were able to find someone like Fiona Legasic who, who presented really well and a really strong vision for, you know, the next chapter of Council. And, you know, we, we expect her to come in and, and build on the foundations. And then again, you know, if we look many, many years ahead and wherever that might sort of be at that particular time that, again, you know, there'll be an opportunity that I'm sure will present for another CEO. There's never one person in the role forever and we just want to keep building as a region, as a city and as an organisation and, and we saw Fiona can do that for us. Okay. So uh, you'll be spending some time, obviously, in Shepparton with your family over Christmas. I wish you all the best with that. Thank you. Yes, it uh, is always a busy time of year, so yeah, trying to wrap things up here with council today, and uh, the kids have started school holidays, uh, which is exciting. They've already had their late night up at home. And doesn't doesn't take them long, morning. does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, no, looking forward to, uh, you know, obviously still involved in our retail businesses, so it's still a busy time of year for me personally. Once I finish here at council, later today I'll get in and uh, support the family over the next week or so, and then, yeah, early parts of January is where I get a really good opportunity to, to switch off. But, yeah, between now and then, it's an exciting time of year. Finalise all the, the presents from family and friends, and no doubt Santa will be making a trip, hopefully, to our house uh, to, to look after the kids. So, yeah, getting things ready for, uh, obviously, next week, which is a busy time of year for everyone. I want to say thank you very much for your contribution to this program over the year. You've been um, available often for us. You've always been happy to talk to me, so that is appreciated. Thank you, Terry. And, yeah, look, obviously I wish you and the, the whole 1FM team a, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. More broadly, the, the Greater Shepherding community and all your listeners, I, I say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you for the support you give me and my fellow councillors, and I look forward to chatting to you all in the new year. Thank you, Shane, and don't forget to do that homework on Gravy Day. <laughs> no, I'll bring that down. Uh, that could be the first thing we can talk about next year. <gasps> Thanks very much, Shane. Thanks, Terry. Bye-bye. That was the Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Shane Sarley. have to remind myself how young he is, how he doesn't know some of these things. You don't know what you don't know. I hope he's in for a nice surprise when he...
does look that up and discover that beautiful song that we just played earlier by Paul Kelly, How to Make Gravy. One, definitely one of my favourite Christmas songs. This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Do you need it knocked over or smashed up? Keith McRae Demolitions are your demolition and environmental cleanup specialists. Equipped with EPA trucks and a mobile concrete crusher. They're also licensed asbestos removalists. Call into their yard where they stock a huge range of second-hand timber, steel, aluminium windows, all at super second-hand prices. Call Crowbar Demolitions today on 58299413. of 1FM. Are you looking for that perfect but unique Christmas gift for your friends and family? Why not get them an ultrasonic mosquito repeller? In a year where the mosquitoes have taken over, you can give the gift of no mozzies to a loved one. Stock's limited, so order now. Having the family over for Christmas lunch or friends for a New Year's Eve party? Get your house sprayed for mozzies and spiders now so you can enjoy a bug-free party. Spray bookings before Christmas are limited, so call now. Jason's Pest Control, 1800 599 699. 1FM sponsor. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829 or visit www.sdptax.com. 1FM sponsor. The Shepparton Golf Club is regional golf's hidden gem. Right around your doorstep on the banks of the beautiful Goulburn River. With over a century of proud history, the Shepparton Golf Club features regularly in Australia's top 100 courses and is found in superb condition all year round. With first-class dining, entertainment and on-course accommodation, the Shepparton Golf Club provides its members and guests a prestige golfing, entertainment and dining experience that is rich in culture with a warm, welcoming country vibe. For more information on membership, restaurant and event calendar, visit shepherdandgolf.net.au and view our offering. Or call us anytime on 5821 2717. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.